several times. Uh, so you're <laughs> saying he's, he's, he's afraid. because you're 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 scared of spiders. I'm not I'm scared of spiders. It I sounds just like you like kind of are. They're a little creepy, but I just don't like them. Hmm. See, I have no issue with spiders at, at all. I think they're actually kind of cool. Any and getting back on topic because again, skill position. It's what I do. <laughs> well, why did you Why did you say that, Lloyd? He didn't. I did. Uh, you know. But if on on a rating scale, it's fucked up. It's fucked up for a variety of reasons. Number one, uh, Mama Black Widow. It's it's like Lloyd said. You know, fuck him, read him. Yeah, whichever. It's a coin flip. It's 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 fucked up, man. Yeah. <laughs> but she does have an hourglass figure. I mean, oh, he did on her fat ass. You look, look at that junk in that trunk. I mean, that's the Lexus Texas it's of, painted of, on her of ass. insects. She's, She's got a tramp stamp. Lexus Texas reference. <laughs> like when old female has a tramp stamp. I won't say one thing. Who in the hell did you bring down here? Well, first of all, let's introduce the show, Root. There's no damn decorum when it comes to fucking podcasts. I'm just, I'm just saying, we got this weird dude sitting here beside me. I don't know what you find yeah. people on the damn street. Well, welcome to Three Bourbons Inn. <laughs> uh, we have a new full house here. Uh, again, the wayward Alex is... In, in parts unknown. Yeah. We, we do not know where he is. Much I know, like, another scarf accident. Yeah, there's been some sort of scarf-related accident. Uh, so in, in the house tonight, in the, in the basement, in the in the bunker, in the Chateau Jams, we have myself, we have Root. Yep. And we have a new participant in our show. I never saw the feller in my life. I'm convinced no. James just picked him up off the Well, street. I mean, look how he's dressed. I mean, he <laughs> really kind of adds to the ambiance. He has really shot the whole... The whole balance between what Alex brings <laughs> to what Root brings and to the sleeveless wonder is what I bring. Uh, but uh, we'd like to welcome the, the new cadet, let's yes. just say. We don't know if he's going to make it. Although, I like his chances because what did he bring tonight, Root? Wild Turkey 101. Oh, he brought some juice. He, he, he brought he, some kicking chicken. <laughs> he knows how to touch her hearts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he's going to at least last as long as this bottle does, which may be in the next 20 minutes. <laughs> it could be. Anyway, without further ado, let's wel- welcome Lloyd. Hello, Yay! hello, hello. How is everyone? Uh, well, you know, right now with the, with the wild turkey, we're getting better by the moment. Absolutely. I'd say give it about 30 minutes and you all won't even remember this introduction. Uh, it's going to oh. take a little bit more than kicking chicken. We will be like lifelong friends yeah. after 30 minutes. <laughs> he he has not drank with us. No, he has not. Until tonight. <laughs> he has not. He brought in his Chick-fil-A cup full of Diet Coke. That's right. And we said, that dog don't hunt no. right here. No, 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 no. Well, you know, I have been known to have to go in just on coffee and a cigar. He has. I mean, I <laughs> I was mentioning to, this is the first evening that, that Root and Lloyd had met. And I was telling Lloyd before, uh, I was telling Root before Lloyd got here that although Lloyd does not drink that often, when he does drink, he handles it extremely well. That's good. I failed to tell him that uh, Lloyd and I have known each other for 25 plus years, and we went on a fishing trip, and um, we were sitting on the dock at night fishing, and we had I made a pot of coffee, and um, I was smoking a cigar as was Lloyd, mm-hmm. and about 10 minutes into it, he looked at me, and goes, "I gotta go in." I'm like, "What? what what's wrong?" He goes, "I I I, I gotta go in." And I didn't think he was going to make it down the dock without falling off one side or the other. And we realized that he was in nicotine and caffeine overload. Ah. He had to go in. A cup of coffee, a cigar. I was out. It was just too much. I had to go lay down. I literally had to go lay down. He had to go. I had to lay down. He had to be parallel to the floor. Oh, wow. There there are videos of that on YouTube, but don't look those up. (laughs) Don't don't, don't Don't, do that. You don't want to. So what we we thought about doing was just kind of bringing Lloyd in and maybe – you know, asking him a few questions, see if he qualifies to be part of the slightly uncomfortable crew. Was I supposed to bring the paddle? 
Um, no, no, that's what you do in your private time. <laughs> um, um, we, we, none, none of us wants to see you paddle another man. <laughs> Again. I, thought, I thought the paddle was part of it. No, no, no. That's the goats and the oh. chickens in the backyard. Yeah. Oh. oh. So uh, we thought about maybe doing this kind of like an informal job interview. So uh, Sounds good. Uh, tell us, Lloyd, what do you think you can bring to our organization? Hmm. Well, a zany sense of humor. He used the word zany. zany? He did use zany. Zany? Make a note of that. Yeah, that's, that's I don't know. I, I, uh, in my 48 years, I've got a lot of perspective on things. So I think that uh, we could all work together and work out some of these issues. Uh, issues. 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 Yeah. So he's listened to our show and, and, and thinks that we have issues. No, no, no. Personally, but uh, the I'll world. I'll need the high voice. Well, <laughs> no, right personally, you know, well. Same that fucker down right now. Yeah, we, ain't, yeah. we ain't doing the high voice. Going to turn off his mic. <laughs> turn off his mic. Caught him down. All right, uh, Root, do you have a question for uh, young Lloyd? Yeah, I think I might. I think I might. You know, James and I, we are now well-established professionals. Oh, seasoned. We're seasoned. 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 We have a we have a diehard community here of, of what? Six, seven people. Six, seven. Yeah, I mean. I, I think it might be eight now. Well, I think that one other person dropped off. Oh, okay. I, think, I think earlier I used the term in the industry. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, that's right. where we are. We're insiders now. We're insiders, yes. Yes, yes, yes. So... There is a. There has to be a certain repertoire. Je ne sais quoi. Not that. Not that. I, I don't know. I thought we were talking foreign languages. <laughs> I'm not sure what either of those languages are. Burrito. Burrito. <laughs> Taco. So, so here's the question for you. I think. All right, Root. I think I might have to. Let me check my notes here. Oh yeah. my goodness. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't have notes. I never have notes. His his, the, his phone actually just said Wednesday. Yes. <laughs> that was his notes. Wednesday. Notes. Yes. So, in this ebb and flow, do you have any issues interrupting people? You know, like James. Um, well, James is a special case. Uh, case. This we know. The case is a this valid know. point. Now, I, now, Rude, I would never interrupt you. But now, James man. is a different story. <laughs> I want to tell you what. If so, you don't interrupt Root, we're going to be getting into the bowels of 1834 lore. <laughs> Well, I know. Well, people, you know, I got this story. <laughs> we know you do, and we're moving forward. Go ahead, Lloyd. I'm, I'm sure people are intrigued by a four or five hour podcast. Uh, he, he, Dan Carlin. Dan Carlin. You are not. <laughs> it's what it is. That's Dan right. Carlin. You are not. How about a high five for Dan Carlin? <laughs> Amen. Nerd alert. Um, hey, hey, hey. So, um, I think the best way to interview Lloyd is to jump into a three bourbons in. Typical three bourbons in show. Just see how he handles himself. And okay. this is the first time that uh, Root and I have added someone else to a three bourbons in. That's true. So uh, you're going to have to be aggressive. I think that's one thing that, that Alex lacks a little bit is a lot of times he just becomes a spectator on our show. And But then again, he may have just nodded off or he yeah. the scarf could be cutting off the wind. We don't know. <laughs> Um, but um, you're going to have to be aggressive. We're, we're aggressive personalities. Of course, again, Lloyd has known me for 25 years. This isn't anything new to him. No. Okay. No. 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 Although I think we, we don't see each other that often because he needs to rest up after we've seen each other. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's yeah. a recovery period. Yeah. A little bit of respite yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. I will yeah. say, though, uh, we've got an upcoming podcast uh, that we're getting ready to do about kind of some political hot-button topics. And um, it'll be interesting to see how Lloyd handles it. Because in our past, our 25-year past, there has been many occasions where we have butted heads and he left. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, could Usually you, over basketball. Basketball you know, or a video game. Or a video game. You know, you know, <laughs> Those hot-button issues. Oh, yeah. You know, video, video games is something that's like, if they're keeping score, I want to win. Yep. And so, if I'm playing, he's not going to. Yeah, if he's playing, I'm not going to. So. <laughs> Hence lies the problem. So, so we've, we've got an NBA video game that we've played. Oh, ever since oh, we've years, known each other. Years. And there's always vintage teams that you can cherry pick from. And we'll make up our own teams, kind of like, you know, uh, schoolyard pick them, that kind of stuff. And I will always find some obscure player and make it a point <laughs> to beat Lloyd mm -hmm. with that player. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like, uh, and I will look him straight in the eye and say, if Bob hits one more three-pointer, I'm out. <laughs> and you know what I'm going to do? Oh, yeah. And he Clean leaves, up. He has left my house and peeled out. <laughs> Yeah. Two blocks down. Yeah. Now, the good thing of it is now he used to have the, these big, like a Dodge pickup truck. Yeah. Was it Chevrolet? Big Chevrolet. Yeah. And now he's got a Nissan Versa. Yeah. So it's cute to I'll watch him. So it kind of goes, <laughs> and, and that's it. And that's it. Yeah, the front wheel. Until it hits a hill, and right. then it, come, yeah. it comes, yeah. back. It comes back to life. 
So let's go on and get into the three the three bourbons in. And the way we've done this, Lloyd, is we we take some uh, topics from today. I learned off of a Reddit subreddit. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we, I, you have not seen them. Uh, Root has not seen them. And I've done some show prep because we found out that I'm the one that should be doing that. Because <laughs> I've, I've asked Root and Alex to do show prep, and 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 um, still it doesn't get done. No, no. Why? Well, because they're the talent, evidently. You know, <laughs> I, I, I'm the guy that, that you know sets the table. They're the ones well, who show up and cook it's, the, the food. I, it's, I'm the, I'm in the skill position over here. Okay, so yeah. I mean, if if, if, if you all are familiar with uh, the movie Groundhog Day, you know, as Bill Murray said, keep the talent happy. See, that's it. That's it right there. Well, that's what I'm here for. So, so I'm going to try to keep the talent happy with our first topic. Today, I learned male black widow spiders tend to select their mates by determining if the female had eaten already to avoid being eaten by themselves. Male black widows typically seek out well-fed virgins for mating to decrease the chance of being eaten. Well, I thought that was a like an every spider thing, that every male spider got eaten after... I can't really speak the to deed. the whole spider community. We're just talking about the black widow. Well, so Boy, it's already <laughs> fucked up the first thing he said. <laughs> He found he found the you know, first rabbit hole. One yeah. spider it should be the same as every other spider. Right? Well, but but here's the preferably thing. dead. Yes, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, so the fact that there's a strategy among the male black widows to to seek out one of them that's well fed, so <laughs> that, and, that inexperienced. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, the fact that there's that much forethought. Because of what we see a lot of times in the animal community and, and, and insect to a certain degree, mm-hmm. it's not really that plotted and that methodical. You know, it's more or less you see it, you hump it, you walk away. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But I guess when life is on the line for the black wid- male black widow, they see what's happened to their buddies and like, well, maybe we should have done it. So, so they really want to find out if they're better at feeding and not fucking. Well, I think they're wanting to f- make sure that, that mama is real fat and happy. Yeah. So they don't make lunch out of them when they get done. Right. Maybe they stop being a spider and just become an insect with six legs because mama could only eat two of them. Right. Yeah. And then <clears throat> hump daddy there can move on to the next well-fed hump, hump, hump daddy. daddy. What's he into? What's he into? I don't know. He's into humping. That's all well, he's into. I don't know what he And he does just doesn't want to get torn limb from limb. Can you blame him? Well, and I have, I, when I found this topic, I wanted to find out a few other things about the Black Widows that oh. may make them separate. I don't know really what separates them from the spider community, uh, Lloyd. Uh, but um, Could be the fact that they're poisonous? Well, there are several spiders that are poisonous. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, six of the eight poisonous indigenous spiders in the United States reside in Kentucky. Oh, wow. And yeah, so yeah, be careful when you put your shoes I, on. I have a cousin that's been bitten by every one of them. <laughs> we all have a cousin like that. I've, I've I've seen them brown recluses doing doing the you know the camping thing, and there's a reason you hang your boots. Folks. Yes, there's yes. There's a reason yeah. you oh, hang yeah. your boots. Well, I mean, I was out in Arizona, and between scorpions and the black widows, um, yeah, absolutely. They love to get in the boots. They love mm-hmm. to get in the creases of uh, beds that are tucked in. Yep. Anything that pres- provides them warmth and, and closure, you know, mm-hmm. around two sides. See, that would scare me, the, the scorpions. That would it, it freak does. me it out. Should. That yeah, would they're evil. Out. Yeah. They're evil. I, the fact that they eat black widows should tell you a whole lot. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what they feed on, yeah. is other poisonous shit that wants to kill you. I, I jumped in a, in basic training, I jumped in a, fo- you know, a concrete-built foxhole at the range, and there were two little scorpions down there, little bitty ones. And the little ones are the ones are you should be the most scared of. I knew that. Yeah. I knew that. My, I'm pretty sure my feet touched the ground there for maybe a thousandth of a second before I'm standing upright on top of somebody's shoulders beside oh. me. That was. I don't want to get in a fox. No, that was bad. No. no, with him. I don't care about them. No. them scorpions. <laughs> no, I, I can I kill the scorpions. <clears throat> He's a little bit more of a, 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 a challenge. Yeah. 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 So uh, a couple, uh, let me just tell you a few facts about black widows I found interesting. That the poison from a black widow spider is 15 times as potent as the poison from a rattlesnake. Wow. I did not know that. Now, but it's a matter of the volume. You know, a rattlesnake puts much more Mm -hmm. of that poison in you due to their way of of putting it in your system. But a black widow, pound for pound, is 15 times more poisonous. Uh, Black widows will lay up to 400 eggs at a time. That just kind of makes you itch, doesn't it? That that 
Somebody needs to be thanking Hump Daddy. Yeah. But they are known to be cannibals, which means they will often eat the majority of their young. Yeah, you gotta gotta have a snack after weighing it, that many. It eggs. is a messed up ecosystem when you know when you're talking about insects. There's just a whole lot of stuff going on. I, I, yeah, I don't like bugs. You've got some hungry spiders going on. Yeah, yeah. Now we we and we spoke about the the methodical nature of the male uh, black widow, evidently, but it actually says the black widow is unfairly has unfairly earned the bad reputation for wanting to eat her mate. She will only eat her mate when she mistakes him for a meal. <laughs> Do they have vision problems that we know of? <laughs> I, I'm, that's Let's my see. assumption. You know, I only eat my meals when I mistake them for a meal. For, for, right. <laughs> for a right. black widow. Right. For a black widow. No. Why well, no. it got to be racial? Oh, dear Lord. Oh my, oh, my God. How, you see all the, the, the ways that the men plot to be with the women. Yeah. And the women, it's just purely instinctual. Oh, yeah. Oh, Maybe yeah. food, could be a fuck. We don't know. We don't know. Don't really care. No, no. no. I'm yep. hungry. I'm eating something. Yep. It, if they evolve further, maybe the, the males will just get a little sign and put her on the neck. I am not a meal. Yeah, see? <laughs> see? Eat more chicken. Eat just more like chicken. your Chick-fil-A there you uh, go. cup there. We're not doing sponsorships here yet. No, we're not. We're not. And, you know, oddly enough, before we go into that, but that's a great segue into our next today. I See, learned. skill position. That's right. That's he didn't even said. know that. That's, that's why he doesn't talent. have to do show prep. Keep Raw talent. Keep the talent happy. Right. See? Right. Thank you very much. So, um, uh, the way we judge these, Lloyd, is is it cool or is it fucked up? Okay. So we'll let you go first since you're the virgin. I mean, the new person. Uh, yeah. 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 I, I I think that's that's fucked up. You think it's? Fucked I, up? I think I think the uh, the female uh, spider. Can very well tell between a male and a meal. She sometimes she's just like I, I don't like this guy. I'm taking him out. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I didn't. Uh, that's actually I got the information about the black widow spiders off of a seventh grade website. You know, when they talk about cool facts about mm. insects and stuff, and so you know it's true. It, it, yeah, it's not like it's true. Wikipedia <laughs> or YouTube. Are yeah. we smarter than a seventh grader? Uh, no, no, no. I'm not. No, no. 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 And, and so you think it's fucked up? How about you, Lloyd? Yeah, or, or whatever the fuck y'all's names are. <laughs> Well, it, it, it has something to do with the spider. Are you scared of spiders? No, I just don't like them. Do you feel about spiders the way I do about geese? No, no. Okay. I, I do not have an irrational hatred of spiders. No, that's not irrational. It is very irrational. They are flying tell demons. Us, tell us uh, no, about no, your hatred of geese. It was in a previous Three Bourbons Inn that you've not had the... the okay. It, okay. That's kind of like a, a lead-in. All right. You know, all right. Uh, I have a visceral hatred for all things geese-related. Okay, all right. My 17-year-old blind dachshund. Is not as afraid of geese as James. I'm not scared of them. He's scared to death of them. I hate them. I hate them. Why do you hate them? Because you're afraid of them. I want to kick them. (laughs) Because you're afraid of them. Let's not go off on a geese tangent. I think I I, I think that ship sailed. I can live there a long time. Uh, So you're (laughs) saying he's he's, he's afraid because you're 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 scared of spiders. I'm not scared of spiders. It sounds like you kind of are. They're a little creepy, but I just don't like them. See, I have no issue with spiders. At, at all, I think they're actually kind of cool. Any, uh, and getting back on topic because again, skill position—it's what I do. <laughs> oh, why did you? Why did you say that, Lloyd? He didn't. I did. Uh, you know, but if on on a rating scale, it's fucked up. It's fucked up for a variety of reasons. Number one, uh, Mama Black Widow. It's it's like Lloyd said. You know, fuck him, read him. Yeah. Whichever, it's a coin flip. It's it, it's fucked up, man. Yeah, but she does have an hourglass figure. I mean, oh, on her fat ass. You look look at that junk in that trunk. I mean, that's the Lexus Texas. It's of, painted of, on her of ass. insects. She She's got a tramp stamp. Lexus Texas <laughs> reference. <laughs> the Black Widow female she, has a tramp stamp. I will tell you what. I, you know, I hope that Root puts a picture of a Lexus Texas in her show notes. <laughs> <laughs> Because if, if he does, I guarantee you all the men will be watching the show notes. I'm, I'm going to draw one from memory. <laughs> you, who are you kidding? You got it on your phone. <laughs> um, so you're saying fucked up, fucked up. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I'm, I'm continually amazed when I see stuff about the, the insect world, animal world, whatever you want to. We, we talked about in the previous Three Bourbons in where a clownfish can morph its, its gender. Uh, so I mean I'm a, I really am amazed when I hear stories of what the animal kingdom does that we're not even aware of, even though we've been around black widows and 
clownfish, whatever type of animals. The fact that there are animals and in, in, in fish in the ocean that no one's ever seen. There's, there's possibly monstrous-like fish in there that have never surfaced. I mean, that's just crazy to me. So I'll be honest, anytime I hear something about the animal kingdom like this, I think it's kind of cool. Even geese? Animal kingdom. That, that, no, they're Satan. Animal they're, kingdom. They're flying demons. <laughs> they, they, demons it's like long if, necks and wings. If Satan jacked off and squirted in the air, it would be geese. Information. Yes. <laughs> he's he's had a lot of dairy. They don't look ta- they don't look like tadpoles. They look like geese. They look- <laughs> so, oh my lord! All right, so uh, I showed up at the wrong house. Root mistakenly led us into our next topic. Which I find this one skill position. Oh, yeah. You can call it what you want to. See, I am on it. He's the geese of podcast. <laughs> so, this one I found fascinating. All right. Today, I learned for at least six years, ad companies have been retroactively adding and changing product placements in old TV shows. So the show that they reference, and honestly, I, I posted or I chose this one so we could talk about a bigger topic, which is what we traditionally do. Um, Usually not on purpose. But the, yeah. the one about this one is, in specific, it was not a show I was a real big fan of, it was How I Met Your Mother. And that they went back and they have put advertisements for movies that came out far after How I Met Your Mother was canceled. And, uh, and they're doing it on like television uh, screens in the show or on newspapers in the show, any place there's a static amount of information, they've changed what was on it and put a new movie or a new television show that they were plugging. Yeah, it's digital editing, man. So they're just Photoshopping, basically. Or digital editing. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it, that, that, to me, that, that is, that's cool. I'm, uh, I've really been wanting to dabble with some uh, animation and, and whatnot, which is the digital editing piece. And uh, I've done my fair share of uh, photo manipulation with Photoshop and several other tools. I, I, know how to, I know how that stuff works. What blows me away is how, how cleanly mm-hmm. these people do it. And, you know, they're, they're in the business for a reason. They know what the hell they're doing. But, man, it's just so damn transparent. And, and if you're not looking for it, you're caught in the story. You don't even see it. But they still get paid. For well, they're selling advertisements the on the show that has been canceled for five years. Right, right. That and you can the, still to, find on IFC and all these. The, crazy the way to market, the way they're marketing that show, even to current advertisers, I think is brilliant. Yeah. How about yeah. you, Lloyd? Well, uh, he seems confused. I, he has a confused look. Uh, on well, <laughs> I'm, I always which kinda, doesn't transfer yeah, well to podcasts. I, I always kind of wonder, uh, you know, when you have those product placements. Uh, you know, obviously they're trying to get money from the sponsors or whatever. And then in other shows, they'll purposely cover up the branding. Because on, those branding, that brand didn't like, pay for it. Yeah, like you, you'll be on a cooking show or something and they'll have some sort of oil or something. You'll see they'll have tape over it so you can't see the brand. So, uh, I, you know, it's I guess they're just not getting money from there. It's like, well, we're not going to show your product. And they haven't found an oil company that will sponsor the show. Right. So they're going with a generic oil yeah, label. Yeah, this is cooking oil. Yeah. yeah. You know. Mythbusters did a great episode back in the day. <clears throat> Mythbusters is a fantastic show. Oh, yeah. I, I, I love both of those guys. And, and all, all those kids, they got involved with it, too. That was genius. Yes. But they did an episode where they were making thermite. Okay. And don't know, we, we don't know what that is. Okay. You know what that is, Lloyd? No. See, that's that's why I found Lloyd. Is he's as big of a dipshit as I am. <laughs> okay, so thermites this compound. Of a feather. <laughs> Th- thermites this compound that once you set it on fire, it will burn through anything. It will burn until it consumes itself. Okay. And so obviously, you know, the show producers and Adam and that other guy with the big hat and the big mustache, I can't remember his name. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they're not going to say, well, you put this much of this and this much of that in there. So they held up the bottles for the stuff that, of the component parts, but they blurred out the label. And Adam, being Adam, says, we need a That's little... That's the gay guy, right? I don't know what he his sexuality is. He seems to be... I don't, I don't care. Well, but I'm just saying is. of the two guys, the one guy has the handlebar mustache. Yeah. And the other guy just seems to be a little bit odd. Oh, well, he's odd. And, 
And, and not saying that the other people guy, are odd. The other guy, he's the Monopoly guy. <laughs> he, if he just had a monocle. <laughs> you know, oh, oh you, you want another fact that will blow your mind? I do. Uh, the Monopoly guy did not wear a monocle. I do know that. I do know that. He wrote that down in the show notes. Dude, just let him just let him say that. That's off the cuff. I mean, Root's looking at me like, where the fuck did you get him? I'm like, and I don't know. Just let him say it. Um, anyway. <laughs> so what, where I was going is, is Adam holds up one bottle of something. They blurt out the name. And, and he just, he obviously they planned it, but it was just seamless. You use a little bit of blur and a little bit of this blur. It's product placement. Yeah. Blur. Yeah, blur burns. Blur burns a lot. I'm, I mean, I don't, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, that's, I mean, they're there to make money and all that. But uh, I have a bigger problem with with movies that you never see certain scenes in. It's like they're always edited for TV. You know, a, a movie that were like, if you watched it from the original source, it would be one way, and they would just cut just a little bit out. And you think to yourself, it's like it seems like something's missing, but you can't put your finger on it. <laughs> Right. You know, like a 30-second part, it's like, I think I missed something. Yep, yep, yep. Well, and I, I think what this raised for, for my for my vantage point when I read this is well, it made me think because I love marketing and I love the way people get there. You know, with us starting the podcast, you know, we've been trying to think of ways that we can get our name out there and, and all that without no cost because right. at the, in the essence of what we do is we're cheap as fuck. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, so I was wondering, does product placement actually work? You, you know, because there's a lot of money being spent, and I, I actually wonder if the 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 investment is worth the the return. Well, I think that the whole science behind ad placement is fascinating. I mean, we've got a whole thing of Madison Avenue that their whole job is to figure out. You know, what do people see either right in their face or in the background that triggers something in their mind to think, oh, this is a product that I need to, to notice. So I think there's a whole science behind that. So what you may think they're spending a lot of money and probably not do anything, but it actually may be. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, 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 underst- I, I don't understand the science behind it, but I know that I've fallen victim to that science. And that was really my point. Yeah. Is, is when you see, and, and to mention that, I've, I've listed some product placements that I'm, I'm going to get your all's opinion on whether you think they worked or not. And the first one is Ray Bans with the movie Top Gun. And if you think about Top Gun as one of the most iconic movies in our lifetime. Now, granted, I don't think it held up well to the age. I don't think anybody's going out and renting Top Gun now. <laughs> but during that time, uh, James, nobody goes out and rents movies anymore. Anyway. Um, <laughs> see, you call him talent, and he gets all mouthy. Be kind and rewind. That's right. You know, if you think about when you envision Top Gun, everybody's wearing the aviators. Right. Nobody knew about the aviators prior to Top Gun. Really, I mean, other than the industry folk and all that. But that... Honestly, when I was a kid, that kind of made me want to go out and get a, a pair of aviators or aviator-like. And even to this day, you still see some aviator knockoffs, Right. even to this day. So I think in that regard, in my mind, I think that product placement worked. It, it, there were a lot of kids, you know, our age when that movie hit that did go out and do it. Um, well, we, sunglasses we know that, didn't do it for me. We know that Root didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> it just, you know... I, <laughs> Do you think that, uh, as an aside, do you think that uh, Flavor Aid was happy that nobody realized that that's what Jim Jones used? I think they were. Oh yeah, I think they were because don't drink the Flavor Aid. No, yeah. I, don't, I, yeah. I think they're pretty glad they're not associated with uh, you know genocide of nine hundred people, right? Plus, yeah. Um, but now, and also another product placement, and this wasn't an extremely popular movie. But the Italian job was the first oh. time that most people saw the Mini Cooper. Oh, and I love that movie. I, I actually did too, but I don't know that it, it met the critical acclaim that I thought it, it merited. It came out yeah. in a time where there was a bunch of movies like that out. Right. And it kind of got lost in the wash. It did. But it, it did. introduced the Mini Cooper that we now still see driving around our, our streets mm-hmm. to the fact where in Kings Island, they actually had, they still have the ride, the Italian job. Where you get in a Mini Cooper and you're driving through a town and there's flames and everything like that. It's a really cool little ride. Uh, in that regard, I don't know that I'd ever had seen that car. Right. Right. And the fact the way they manipulated that car in the inside. Mm-hmm. And it was about the time Ocean's Eleven came out, I believe. 
And it was another one of those yeah, type right. of with, with with a three D animation of the inside of the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think that was an excellent product placement that I would have never other otherwise known or not known it to the same degree. Right, I hundred percent agree with. And that. what was that twenty years ago? And now you oh, still go to God, Kings Island, and it's still, it's still and it. you still see the Mini Cooper yeah. as a ride. Now kids that are six, seven, eight years old are saying that's a cool little car. I yeah. rode in that at Kings Island. Mm-hmm. Have you ever ridden in one? No, don't. I mean, we're, we're men of magnitude. I don't know that, that the three of us are going to fit. That We look like clowns getting out of a Mini Cooper. <laughs> the one of us ain't going to fit yeah. in a Mini Cooper. Them thing, I mean, Charlize Theron, she ain't no bigger than this mic stand. Oh, wait a minute. Okay, thanks. Go ahead. <laughs> I just needed that mental image of Siri Thurman. I will tell you what, that girl right there, her shit doesn't stink. When she farts, she farts potpourries. <laughs> I'm pretty I'm pretty certain. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that You're right there, right. I don't even like blondes, but right. damn. I mean, damn, she has a swagger to and, her, and, and and her chops. I mean, well, I mean, I haven't noticed her jowls. No, but I, no, I, no. I've noticed her shanks. <laughs> her shanks. <laughs> she she goes from the Italian job where where you know safe cracker, badass woman, all these things, and then goes right into monster. Mm-hmm. Complete transformation. Yeah, that's true. I, I, I think she's not really as heralded as much as she I, should be, given her reach. Right, uh, uh, and she's not ever been in any bad movie. Well, she may have been in a bad movie. She was never bad in that movie. The John Goodman principle, if you will. John Goodman. John Goodman. <laughs> John Goodman. John Goodman. Goodman. Yes. Well, we'll yes. go into that later. Yeah, we'll get into that later. Yeah. But we'll touch uh, on that one. So, so the third one I wanted to mention was Wilson Sporting Goods, the movie Castaway. Castaway. Now, when was the last time prior to that movie? And anytime you latch on to a Tom Hanks movie, that's a smart play mm-hmm. if you're an advertiser. Mm-hmm. But they used a cut-up volleyball to be the co-star in that movie. Mm-hmm. Is that not genius product placement? No, that was absolutely Don't you genius. think that Spalding or Voight, that's an, that's a, Voight, that's an, for, for our young listeners, Voight. you'll never know that one. It's worth a Google. You mean John Voight? No, they don't know him either. <laughs> no. <laughs> Wait, no, no. He was a national treasure. The fact Everybody that knows. Angelina Jolie, that, that may know him from that. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. But uh, beautiful product placement. You know, again, if you light yourself onto a Tom Hanks movie, that's that's well played. Yeah, yeah. And and that that one is right in everybody's face too. Yes. But if you see that that red face mm-hmm. on that Wilson ball, everybody knows that's a Wilson. I and honestly, twenty years later we still know it's a Wilson ball. The 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 <laughs> I shit you not. When I saw Thank the movie, God. <laughs> when I saw the movie and I saw that red hand on that ball, the first thing I thought of. So yeah, the first thing I thought of was orcs from Lord of the Rings. Oh, that, okay. That's okay. The, that's the symbol of Sauron. Oh, okay. You're, you. you're welcome. You I invited Lloyd because he's <laughs> I'm with he's you got now. a little bit more geek in him than I'm I do. You. I'm with you now. Yes, yeah, okay. I'm with you now. But of course, you well, know. Well, I mean, that's that's common conversation yeah. for men that sit in basements mm-hmm. is talking Shut about the Lord of the Rings. Up. The, the other thing about I'm going to beat him since. Listen, you can watch. <laughs> okay, all right. I'll record it all. You, you'll not do I'll anything. I'll keep the mics rolling. I'll keep the mics rolling. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. You keep me out of your six sexual fantasies. <laughs> oh, you close the door. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, so, uh, the other thing from that movie was uh, them using all those FedEx. Of course, they were FedEx. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. That was another and product for them. I heard that they had uh, actually offered UPS to do that, and they just weren't interested. And I don't think they they really got paid by FedEx or anything. I think they just ended up using FedEx. And, of course, everybody remembers the movie for that, mm-hmm. too. Right. Well, well it, I think one of the reasons why that maybe UPS wasn't interested is the plane crashed. Hmm. You know, that's not necessarily the best product placement when you see, you know, Somebody almost died, or somebody—I don't remember the movie that well. If other people died yeah, in the yeah, plane crash okay. or not? Yeah, a lot of people. Everybody yeah. on the plane. But died. I mean, so that's not necessarily the, the the right connotation that you want associated with your company. Yeah. Mass death. But going back to like, much like the flavor aid reference the that flavor, we made earlier. But but like uh, the the Wilson ball, it's like that's probably the only time in a movie that people have cried over a volleyball. Right. Yeah. Right. You know? right. So and that, that speaks to the writing and it, it speaks does. to the product placement. And, it just worked. And and you know, we've we've mentioned Tom Hanks before. Um the man is a artist. He's that, got the best picker 
of any other actor. The pick what picker? Pick, he picks better movies. I don't movies. care what his pecker looks like. I said picker. You he get your head pecker. out. Anytime I mention a man, say, he, he goes. Said pecker. He goes right to the pecker. That's what he see, did. see. Right, just because you're on the same damn table as him, don't mean you brought some bourbon. Don't mean you got to suck up to him. <laughs> he brought some fun bourbon. Uh, I have a little more. So uh, the, we've got two more to cover on product placement. I think they'll both resonate with you too. Okay. Uh, at least one of them will. Um, Junior Mints. And what was the show? TV show. Anybody remember? I know it. I don't know it. Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Where he um, dropped the Junior Mint in the uh, in the body of the guy getting surgery. Yeah. I mean, that was just... If you're going to talk about product placement, I think Seinfeld was probably the most outgoing of product placement between the Snapple... Between all of the yep. things that they yep. plug, Superman. Yep. yep. There was there was something that they they mentioned Superman in like the first twenty five episodes yes. or something. Yes. I think that was beautiful product placement. Honestly, I never gave a shit about Junior Mints prior to that show. I was a big Seinfeld geek. Mm-hmm. Love that, and uh, you should have known that. Yeah, I should have. I, 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 I feel like uh, there's a, there there's a not we're, we're marking that down on this interview sheet. I, I'm, I remember my wife and I watching that episode. And both of us looked at one another because there is not an operating theater, a modern operating theater at any teaching hospital on this planet that doesn't have glass. There. So you, that's you're a good sa- point. That's a good point. You're saying they need a sneeze guard. Uh, they, yeah, yeah. Don't you want one? <laughs> I want. I don't even eat at restaurants that have sneeze guards. <laughs> much like the buffet, much like Golden Corral, they need a sneeze guard. Right. Right. So my last product placement one, and I, I, I know this is going to resonate with all of, all of us here, is justified with how they placed their bourbon. Okay. Now, if you remember, Blanton's Wild Turkey 101, cheers to what we're having tonight. Elmer yes. T. Lee, Jim Beam, Pappy Van Winkle, and Woodford were all featured. And I think probably the one TV show ever that – Put bourbon in the most cool light than it had ever been Justified. before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sure. It, it 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 wasn't portrayed as as the down and outs favorite drink. It wasn't portrayed as the villain's drink. It was just right. portrayed as a drink. And what I loved about it is the poor people, you know, when Boyd Crowder going at bar, and he'd order. And here's the thing that I when I when I saw this today and I thought about it. I'm a huge geek when it comes to Justified. Yep. How many times have you seen it? The entire series? Yes. Five or six. Okay, how many times just, have you seen just it? Just once is all I've seen. It. He's fired. Well, all right. Uh, you, you're going to have to keep bringing bourbon. We're going to keep your ass <laughs> on this show. Um, but if, if you think back on it, the different characters in it, uh, the, I cannot remember the chief's name. Chief, um, the old ball-headed guy. It's it's it, it, it's it's lo- I'm losing it, but anyway, he always drank Blantons, mm-hmm. and he always used it to get rid of a bad day, or to celebrate uh, a conviction or something like that. He held it in very high regard, and Boyd Crowder was a big Wild Turkey 101 guy. Yep, and when you watched him drink it, you saw that he was savoring every ounce of it. And almost to where there were times he was sitting at a bar and wanted to be left completely alone with him and his, it was uh, uh, Chief Mullins. Chief Mullins. That's it. I just remember. And he just wanted to be completely left alone with he and his wild turkey. And if somebody bothered him, shit was going down. And then Raylan Gibbons, though, to me, who was, quote, unquote, the star of the show. Right. Didn't give a shit what he drank. He would drink any swill that was put in front of him. And, And he actually pronounced... It Pippi Van Winkle one show and actually pronounced it Jim Bean one show to show almost like a levity when it came to it. Yeah. I thought if you're a bourbon drinker and you have not watched Justified 13 times, you're doing yourself a disservice. <laughs> I tell you, one of my one of my favorite scenes that that just sticks with me is it, it's early in the series where uh, Raylan's at a in a batting cage <laughs> and and. The the Chief Mullins. No, no, no. This this was the lady friend whose name now escapes me. His his love interest, not not uh Miss Crowder. But Yeah, uh, the really hot woman. My God, she yeah. was just she was a bitch in the show. Yeah. Well, honestly, overall she was just a bitch. Right. 
but, but she, she she comes to him in that batting just call cage, her kryptonite and 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 he he, he is beating the hell out of that pint of Jim Beam. <laughs> I, 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 I absolutely love that look. The whole aesthetic of the scene right. is amazing. You know, and, and I'll be honest, I've drank bourbon most of my adult life and some of my non-adult life. But when you watch that show, you drink fucking bourbon. Damn right. And if you didn't want to before the show started, you, you will want to by the time that episode ends. That's right. <laughs> so I think that's just a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful example of product placement. Yeah. yeah. And in that regard, somebody who is a bourbon drinker the product placement worked on me right yeah. yeah and i would actually want to drink wild turkey with boyd crowder in my fucked up mind i'm thinking me and boyd's having a pour tonight oh. that, that goes back to the science of the advertisement yes industry yeah well and plus they know their market mm-hmm. the people that and, and it also speaks and pays homage to kentucky and yep. the spirits industry that we have here yeah yep, i yep. think it's just beautifully done yeah i do too that, that uh, and and uh, another this is Kind of down a rabbit hole, but uh, man, all these characters' names are just going out of my head. Mama. Oh, that's uh, Ma Bennett. Bennett, yeah. Mags Bennett. Mags, Mags Bennett. Bennett, yeah. But her, Lloyd's over going. I've only seen it one time. I've seen it one time. <laughs> I was told that we would not be quizzed on Justified. That's not part of my show notes. We said this was part of the interview process. You need to get with it. <laughs> But her and her apple pie. Oh, the ha- apple pie moonshine. I, I did not know that this was justified happy hour. <laughs> <laughs> Every show has got a chance of being mentioning justified. Every it show. is the, all right. Justified is the tombstone of TV shows. All right. I think that's a fair analogy because most men will acknowledge both of those shows. Right. They they better. If you like one, you'll love the other. Yep. 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 It's just that simple. Now moving on. Uh, what, what are we going to think about that? Just uh, uh, cool or fucked up? I think cool. I think cool. Yeah. 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 I, I, I think the science behind the the product placement is just amazingly cool. And you know, we're probably thinking to ourselves, "Well, product placement doesn't really matter that much." But after going through that list, you're like, "Oh my god!" Oh, there was one I didn't mention, and we don't need to go into this in any degree because at our age, we would remember this is Reese's Pieces and ET. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. You know and. I don't know that I'd heard of Reese's Pieces prior to ET, right. but I long after <laughs> can't remember that far back. <laughs> long after I stopped watching ET, I still eat me some Reese's Pieces. Oh yeah. So oh, yeah. I mean, and I don't know that I've ever seen an advertisement other than that yeah. for Reese's Pieces. Uh, so moving on. Next today I learned, and I would say that's ultra. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. really cool too. Today I learned, except for cats, insects. And songbirds. Again with the bugs. Again right, with the right, bugs. Right. If, if I'm going to read this, you're going to shut your whore mouth until Maybe I get not. done. <laughs> um, the 101's working on him. Today I learned, <laughs> except for cats, insects, and songbirds, absolutely no women of any species are allowed to enter Mount Athos, a Greek peninsula self-governed by the Eastern Orthodox monks. To make a living, make living in celibacy easier for them. I'm gonna read that one more time. I would appreciate it because well, I'm not you, sure you read it the first time. I had it right until your poor mouth he's, chimed in. He's playing Scrabble over here you, with the you words, know, just picking them up and saying the words. The thing. Lloyd hasn't said a damn word, and you should learn from him, talent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Lloyd's just trying to find a way to fit in That's here. Right. Except he's for, the interviewee. I haven't, I haven't been said I've had the job yet. So. <laughs> See, there you go. He's being cautious. I don't need to be fucking cautious. Except for cats, insects, and songbirds, absolutely no women of any species are allowed to enter Mount Athos, which is a Greek peninsula self-governed by the Eastern Orthodox monks to make living in celibacy easier for them. Stand back. All right, now, let, let, let me give it a little bit of history. Self-governed is absolutely true. Yeah. They are self-policed and self-governed. They are a providence of Greece. Providence. Whatever. And they have about 2,000 monks on this peninsula to define monks because I think we all have a vision of what monks are. <laughs> Dome, Dome. All right. As a side note, here in Frankfort, Kentucky, I saw... I saw on uh, on the Facebook, on the Book of Faces, on the book, of faces <laughs> the book of Faces, that yeah. they have something where you can come and do yoga with the monks. And there were six monks that are traveling around, evidently, the United States to do yoga with them. What kind of monk? Well, see, and here's what I, I asked somebody. I was at uh, my job, and they said, uh, I'm going to go do yoga with the monks. I'm like, 
So what are their qualifications? <laughs> Just because they're bald and we're orange, is that really? Is you, but, are you certain that they're monks? Well, but you know, I are mean, they going to talk you through it? Because I don't think they can. Are they, are they not allowed <laughs> to? I want to tell you what. If I was a monk and I ain't seen a woman in a mi- minute, and I go in there with a bunch of women in yoga britches, <laughs> I'm like yoga that class. Bow is going out the window. That's right. <laughs> I mean, I get laid, and that bothers me. I mean, that, that'll get to me. Say, I am off the reservation. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I'm playing an away game. You know, we, we, <laughs> taking this shit on the road. We've we've got the Gethsemane monks here in Kentucky. They make wine and cheese and all Lest kinds of other good stuff. Lest we forget Gethsemane. We harmonize. That's Lest one of the reasons I'm minding we forget thine agony. Lest we forget. <laughs> go ahead. Oh, my God. Before okay. you go into the Gethsemane monks, which... No, no, I, but, but Mon- here in Kentucky, we've got the Gethsemane monks. I don't want to see those guys doing yoga. Now, if it's a bunch of Shaolin monks doing yoga, you that see, might be fun. You want to see men do yoga? If it's the Shaolin monks... Are they men? You... No, I'm just saying, because I don't want to no see... no idea who I don't the Shaolin monks are. I don't want to see any man do yoga. I don't want to see any man do yoga. I'm going to say it right now. I don't want to. I want women in yoga pants. I want women in yoga britches. That's what I want to see do yoga. And I want to see them through a one-way window or one-way mirror. Two-way see, mirror. Two-way mirror. One-way. <laughs> I just see myself. Or, or a two-way window. <laughs> Aren't all windows two ways? <laughs> I assume so. <laughs> so. Looking out my one-way window. <laughs> it's a wall. Uh, <laughs> also known as a wall. <laughs> this window's dirty. It's a wall. All right. It's hey, a hey, side story. If you it's remember, we we when one of our trips to Canada, we were in a hotel that had a one day way window. Do you remember? It, 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 had, had, a, it had it had windows that were actually painted on the walls. It was just a painting. They painted a, a window on the <laughs> yeah, wall, and there we, was there was no window. It was just the wall. It was just the brick. But, Good luck throwing but, some motherfucker through that. Well, we did take pictures of us sitting there longingly looking out the window. <laughs> God, I don't want to know what you sons of bitches do in a hotel in Canada. So, so this this <laughs> is in the Bible. And this is a this is a this is a bit of a rabbit hole, but this is a funny story. Oh my God! Our, uh, uh, Lloyd and I's buddy Lou, who passed away uh, about uh, what eleven years ago, and um, we went to play laser tag in Lexington back right. when laser tag was popular. Yeah. And uh, Lou was a little bit older than us, and he was a space cadet because he had done a lot of drugs in the sixties. Uh, smart guy, but just. Didn't yeah. remember a few years, but yeah. pretty yeah. smart guy. But uh, so you, anybody that's played laser tag understands that it's a it's a petitioned area that has like a little bit of a maze where there's windows in the wall and stuff like that. And we went in there to play, and I would run by and I would see Lou just standing there with his gun, looking ahead. I come back around in about three or four minutes. There he's standing there, looking ahead. And finally, I came back around like Lou, what are you doing? He goes. I'm looking out this window waiting for somebody to run by. I'm like, that's a fucking wall. <laughs> it's a wall. Dude. He goes, I thought that was a slow game. <laughs> and, and, and one last story on Lou. Remember the pictures back when we were kids that if you looked at the right way, it became 3D. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Went to the mall to shop at Chess King or um, Spencer's. Spencer's, or I can't remember the other place. Uh, but uh, so I was shopping, and Lou was out in the mall. Lou was six foot six and looked like Tommy Chong. <laughs> yep. Dead on him. Yep, yep, that's right. And, Dave's uh, not here, man. And sometimes I worry about him when I'd let him wander throughout the mall on his own. I came out, and he was looking at a picture, you know, kind of looking at the way you. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? He goes, I'm waiting for the thing to get 3D. I'm like, that ain't one of them pictures. <laughs> I think I would have liked oh, Lou. You, I oh, think I would have no liked No one Lou. ever met him that didn't like him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so going back to our monks, much like Lou, only yeah, different. Yeah. Uh, the definition of a monk mm-hmm. is a member of a religious community of men typically living under the vows of poverty, chastity, and obedience. Not celibacy. Well, chastity. That's, a, that's yeah. celibacy. Mr. Talent. It is. It is. Anyway, right, whatever. So, what do you think about this concept of these two thousand monks living out on an island or a peninsula, um, and not allowing any female of any type? But don't because you, they did not want to break their vow of celibacy. Don't you think though they almost have to do that? Because you know, once a lot of women come in there, 
There goes the vows. Thing up. Is that what you're saying, Lloyd? Yeah. Yeah. You know. <laughs> All right, ladies, if you're going to write into the show, his name is Lloyd. L-L-O-Y-D. Lloyd. <laughs> Because he said, you all fucked everything up. And somehow I'm looking to the left of the wall like, yeah. like I'm not looking at him anymore. Window to the wall. <laughs> you know, I, I, I've, got a, I've got a different take on this, and we'll probably expand on this greatly once we uh, do this, this politicking thing. Um, the, these guys moved out to this island for a purpose. They are self-governing. They set their own rules. They own the place. I got no problem with it. I got no problem with it. Now, to to Lloyd's point, um, the you mean the point about Lloyd saying that women fuck everything up? Uh, okay, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, that one. Can we make that a drop so we can put it in several <laughs> uh, times? Oh no! Oh, oh, no, no, oh no, 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 no! Oh no, no, oh, no! no. Oh, we'll do things. This with is that. probably going to be the open. <laughs> <laughs> so, the 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 concept of of monks taking this vow of of chastity and mm-hmm. celibacy. Among other things, um, to me, kind of beg if 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 they're going to take that vow and then push all things feminine away from them, what's the challenge to the vow? See, I think that's a point. There is uh, if I'm taking a vow against anchovies, which is pretty damn easy. But that's the thing. I don't like anchovies. I mean, yeah. You know, or if you live on say Hawaii and you're saying I'm taking a vow against snakes. <laughs> right. Snakes are not indigenous yeah. to Hawaii, so it's not a real big issue for right. you. Um, so I, I think that's that's a, that's a great point. Yeah. How hard is it if you have no temptation around you? Yeah, exactly. And and you know the 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 point to to that kind of religious vow is to defeat the temptation and to, to honor stand up in the, the face vow. of the, maybe the monks doing the yoga here in Frankfurt is doing just that. They're facing the yoga britches butts of the women. Of course, I've seen some of the ladies that... Uh, now, I'm not going to no, go into that. Uh, uh, not gonna, but they are facing that temptation, and they're not yielding to it. Okay, so now, ladies, if you're writing into the show, it's, it's Lloyd, still Lloyd and James. No, I it's love Lloyd your, and James. I love your buttocks. And, and not, I'm sorry, honey, not, not, not any of them, just you. Oh, keep digging, son. Sweetie, keep it's digging. just you keep in digging. yoga britches. Lloyd, hand him another shovel. He done broke one. Uh, what's, that? what's the line from Ghostbusters where they talk about... Dogs and cats living together, total anarchy. See, that's what it's a slippery slope. <laughs> that's what she said. That's what she oh, said. Oh, <laughs> but but uh, so, uh, what would you think about the monks moving out on the peninsula and foregoing or not allowing anything of female origin or gender to, to even? If that's if that's their thing, that's fine. I mean, if that's their, thing. I think it's actually kind of cool in the sense that all right, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. And we're going to set up our own environment in which we can achieve this. I'd like to know what what goes on there. So if probably no, a lot of gay sex. Well, <laughs> because again, if, if I yeah. know anything about people that take a vow of chastity or celibacy, there's some other stuff going on you don't want yeah, to know about. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. So I'm not saying that everything I've ever heard about monks are nothing but steadfast, and uh, I've not heard a whole lot of the underbelly of what they do. So I'm not going. I'm not going to well, impose well, that and, on there. And, and, and there's assholes in every community, mm-hmm. you know. And I've I've actually known some of the guys down at Gethsemane, and and they take it seriously and they honor it. And but you know, there's some people down there in that community that don't. Right, right. But, and, and with but, any community. Yeah, because you know we're all assholes. Don't and I, honestly, I'm not going to. I don't want to want to piss off monks on this podcast because I'm thinking they got some. You know, they'll call in Buddha or something like that. Yeah, them, just yeah. them, them boys down at Gethsemane, man, they make some badass wine and, and cheese. Have you and ever had monk beer? Yes. Yes. I cannot remember the term that's called from monk beer. But I think I've it's had, called, uh, is it, isn't it called monk beer? I no, think it's no, called no, monk that, beer. That's not, right? the, that's yeah. not the term. You're that's looking what it's at Lloyd about I'm what no, beer I'm is no called. Ex- <laughs> I'm no expert. He has had three beers his whole life, and all three were with me. Um but I, th- I think it's pretty cool. I mean, I, I like that they've decided a path and they've set up an environment in which they can achieve their goals without minimal temptation. I'm sure there's temptations on that on that peninsula, just like any place. But they've minimized the temptation. I'm, I'm, you know, so so everything. But what were the three what things was it? they couldn't what do? Was it? Some insects, kind of bird, and, and, and insect, bird, and. and- Cats? I don't know. Yeah, and cats. Cats was the other cats. What? Except cats? Cat- dogs. What about dogs? Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I really don't know. And, and and then the next thing is, why not plants? 
Because well, they're not growing a damn thing out there unless they got both genders of plants out there. Well, I don't know if we're getting into the ecology of the of the peninsula. I they think started it. I think they're they're they pretty well it. easy. I think they're just talking about animal world or human form. And the fact that the, I don't understand cats. why they allow cats, not dogs, other than cats are the most Buddhist of all animals. Because they will live no, on their no, fucking... No, no, no. My, my Brother, German you shepherd... You want to talk about geese being satanic? No, no. Cats are demons. I'm not saying that, but they can live independent of anyone else. They, they're they not dependent nope. on anyone. They must have someone to judge. They do, and they judge the <laughs> Buddhists because they're not getting laid. <laughs> Just like I judge the Buddhists. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, all right, so are, what do we think? Are we... Lloyd, you never gave us your opinion. <sighs> Fucked up or cool, man. Come on, give it the program. I think it's cool. I mean, part of the reasons that they, they do things the way they do is it so they can set their own rules. So if they decided that that's the rule they want to set, then why not let them yeah. roll with it? Yeah. You know? And, I, I, and, and here's the thing. When you go out on the peninsula by yourself, you ain't hurting nobody. You ain't bothering that's nobody it. else. Mm-hmm. There, there is nothing that they're doing that is influencing anyone else in a positive or negative way. Correct. And if any way, it's probably a positive way. Mm-hmm. Because you look at them for and admire their discipline and their and their their oath that they took and how they adhere to it. And, and I would, I would wager, you know, that I had said that they were out on an Island. They're not, they're out on a peninsula. So they have access back to the mainland. There's commerce going on there too. Oh, you know, and that was one of the things I read in the article when I did my show research. Uh, Um, but, uh, they actually said that, that they have to, they have to make a living. Yeah. So they sell a lot of wares and stuff. So they need to have that access to commerce. I would probably think, that they they may use somebody that's outside of the of the whatever they call the bunch of monks. I don't know <laughs> bunch a, of monks. A, a barrel full a of whole monks. barrel full of monks. <laughs> I don't know what to call them. It's a it's not a, a monastery. We're going back to geese. You could call them a flock of flock of monks. Well, don't don't say coven. He gets all no, weirded out by that. It's a monastery. Okay, okay. Well, whatever. A monastat. No, no, that's a whole. Again, ladies, L L O Y D, L L O Y D. And lastly, I have one last one, and because this has a personal thing for me, not geese again. Today, I learned Mark Twain ah. smoked up to forty cigars a day, and an average of three hundred cigars a month. By the time he was thirty, he would even occasionally sleep with a cigar in his mouth. Now, before you all comment, these are some quotes from Mark Twain in reference to cigars. And as everybody knows, cigars are near and dear to my heart. Twain's near and dear to my heart. Yeah. Giving up smoking is the easiest thing in the world. I know because I've done it a thousand times. A good smoker, like a good lover, always takes his time with a cigar. There is something about smoking a cigar that feels like a celebration. It has always been my rule never to smoke when asleep and never refrain when awake. Mark Twain is the, there are two guys, I've been smoking cigars 20 years. There are two guys when I think of smoking cigars that I think of. Winston Churchill, Mark Twain. There's been a bunch of other ones that have. But none, but none of them, them championed yeah, that right. hobby the way those two guys did. Do you think, now, I actually told my kids about that this evening because mm-hmm. they know I smoke cigars. And I'll smoke about three cigars a month, give or take, depending on the evening and time of year. And I told them four cigars or 40 cigars a day. And my 10-year-old son goes, Daddy, he may have had a problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 young Master James. Mouth of base. He, he uh, had uh, Mr. Twain, Mr. Clemens. Had all kinds of problems. <laughs> he was he he was a broken man. But you know what? He passed away at the age of seventy five. So he lived a very long life. Yeah. Given the time of uh, the time that he lived in. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about that, Lloyd? Lloyd being uh, and honestly, Root and Lloyd are primarily non cigar smokers. Yeah. I, I, Lo- Lloyd I has had a cigar with me and honestly does a really good job when he smokes one. Yeah. Much like when he drinks, he never drinks and smokes unless he's around me. <laughs> which, which, James is a great influence on me, as you can tell. James is the champion of all vices. Yes, I will drive you to everything you were told not to do. He also has a tick every once in a while, his left eye. <laughs> um, that's a lot of cigars. That's a lot. That's a lot of smoking. I mean, 24 hour period. 
40. 40. Now, you also have to think about, he's not smoking the same cigar as I do. I, I start a cigar, and it's an hour and a half before it's gone. He's probably smoking little cigarellos, mm-hmm. which would be the equivalent. Little kings. The equivalent of smoking a cigarette. Right. Yeah, I was about to say, I mean, that's almost like a two-pack-a-day habit if you're talking cigarettes. That's but right. these are cigars, so they c- could not have been that big. Right, right. So it, there's no way it could. There's not no. enough hours in the day. Uh-uh, no. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know anything about cigar smoking. I've, I've got some, uh, some pretty crazy uh, allergies that impact my sinuses and my lungs, so I try and stay away from that kind of thing. But uh, I... I have mad respect for for Sam Clemens mm-hmm. any day of the week, any day of the week. Um, and is it that if if anyone else's name had been associated with this, we probably would not be holding in such high regard, right? Right. But right. the fact that he has done what he's done and what he's accomplished, what he's accomplished. If I, if you looked at me and said, James, you're smoking forty cigars a day, there's going to be an intervention. <laughs> but the fact that he did it makes it a little bit more cool. It's yeah. like Ernest Hemingway drinking. Yeah. yeah, you know there there is a you know he's not an alcoholic, he's he's a he's a writer, yeah. he's and, a visionary. And, you know I'm I'm he's a drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm a I'm a proud self described curmudgeon, and, and you don't have to. It's not just you <laughs> calling you that. Trust me, I've called you that daily. Yes, yes, yes. And and in my mind, there are, there are three great curmudgeons in American history: Ben Franklin, Sam Clemens. And H. L. Minkin, and I, I, in my mind, none of the three of those guys could do any wrong. I, you know, you you could come out with multiple sources, verified papers, all that crap that says any of those three guys were throwing live babies off of cliffs, and I could probably rationalize it <laughs> just to make myself. Well, they, feel they were under a lot of stress, you know. Sometimes. <laughs> They were young babies, yes. to their credit. Yes, just young babies. Yes. Yes. You know, yeah. they were crying. Yeah. <laughs> they make a lot of rats. In a restaurant. Is it is it awesome that he lived to be 75 while smoking 40 cigars a See, day? See, that's my thing is, you know, um, when you think about back in that time, and uh, my father, who's 93, lived with a cigarette smoker for 50 years that smoked three packs of Winston's a day. Wow. And my father smoked from the age of 20 to the age of 44. As well. And he has no respiratory issues. Mm-hmm. I think also the products that they were smoking back then is different than the products that are offered today. I, I think it's more the chemicals that is put into right. Specifically into That's cigarettes. Uh, you know, my dad smoked a pipe for probably 60 years and just up one day and quit smoking. So, And that's and, a big boy and, thing to smoke. And, I will tell you what, I'm a cigar smoker. Pipe smoking is a big boy thing. So uh, it's something I would not have anything to do with. It's and, a it's a different version of smoking. And he's in his eighties and has no ill effects. So I I kind of think that it's whatever chemicals are being used in cigarettes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 the whole filter, filtering thing and all that. Uh, I'm 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 kind of on board with that. But I've I've also got uh, uh, probably more than my share of family members who have died to lung cancer and that sure. kind of thing. Sure, my my mother did. And the, the lady I said was smoking three packs of cigarettes next to my dad died of lung cancer. Mm-hmm. Right. So. so, but I mean, you know that. But what it, I it, that, what that, I, that's a hard call. That the angle I was going on that, yeah. that that's a really hard what call, I really so. appreciate about this story was is he's one of the few people, you know, and, and Root mentioned to you know his list of curmudgeons. There are a few people that I hold in high regard that. Just don't give a shit and live life to the fullest. Just don't mention my name again. You know, you did this once. Yeah, well, you embarrassed me. I'm going to say, in my mind, you've got guys like, uh, obviously, Mark Twain. Yep. John Wayne. Mm-hmm. I mean, he lived life to the fullest. Mm-hmm. You know, and he was held in high regard by all those around him, as was Twain. You know, there's just a uh, J- James Dean. And these are guys, Frank Sinatra. They, they gave, Hunter Thompson. They gave <laughs> in to their vices. And not only did they give in to them, they were highly acclaimed because of them. Someone say Howard Hughes. No, wait, nobody said that. <laughs> or, or, or Hugh Hefner. Or Hugh Hefner. Yeah. Right. You yeah. know, so I really, when you when you run into one of these guys, because we're, we're losing this in our society, that are considered men's men. I think we're grossly losing that to the man bun society. Well, and, 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 man, this, this might just segue right in, because... This is our last topic. There is no segue. Uh, 
in, in so he knows where the show's about over. Into the following show, I guess, <laughs> okay. because um, you know that in in today's culture, unless you're talking about an artist, a musician, or whatever, but but an actor, musician, even then, everything gets rolled back in to the politics of the day and whatever end of this triangle or, or however many sides there are geometry <laughs> if you know it if if person x is spouting what you believe then oh my god they're a great person but the minute they step off the reservation they're they come under fire yeah and i'm now, sure back, back in the days of of john wayne and and god knows twain franklin H.L. Mencken, turn of the century, um, you know, peop- these folks spoke from their heart and didn't give a shit what anybody thought. And they were all over the board politically. Absolutely. I mean, if, if I were looking at somebody that was going to agree with my politics, I would not pick John Wayne. <laughs> right. <laughs> I wouldn't. But, I mean, in my mind's eye, he was a man's man. But and you know he what? spoke from his heart. He, he did. And, you know, and what we lack in today's society is sincerity. Amen. And when you run into somebody that speaks with with a sincere heart, even if you don't agree with him, you can respect that. Right. Because we look around and we don't see that very often. Yep. Not nowhere near often as we should. So this has actually made me want to reread a lot of Twain. Yes, you need to. You man. know, because I mean, the the fact if you look at him, you, you see pictures of him. He lived a lifestyle that we only can imagine. You know, and I, I, I find this fascinating. And he, again, he actually was also quoted, and I'm going to misquote this, which I misquote everything. Of course you do. It's like if they, don't allow, if they don't allow me to smoke and drink, smoke cigars and drink whiskey in heaven, I shall not go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, I think that his irreverence mm-hmm. gained him respect. And I don't know that we see that a lot anymore. A lot of times now people are irreverent for the sake of being irreverent. Right. Not because they have the principles that they're speaking about. They're doing it just to just for clickbait. To, right, just to piss people off. Well, I think a lot of people, too, are just putting their finger up in the wind and just seeing, well, what's popular now? I'm going to go with that. Right. Or know. what's not popular, I'm going to be the anti yeah. of whatever it is. Right. So I think that's uh, – what, what do you think about how Lloyd did on uh, his first show? I think he may have passed probation status. Well, I will tell you what. He's probably brought – the best bourbon that we've had in a few shows. Uh, yeah, amen. Amen. I, I mean, you know, Alex brought the Old Forester last time. Ain't bad. And not bad at all. In not fact, bad. we got a little bit left. I'm fixing to hit it here soon. <laughs> but um, uh, I, th- well, I think we're going to give him another shot. What do you I, think? I, I think so. I, 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 I think he's gotten out of probationary status. And he is actually drink straight. He's drinking his wild turkey neat and drinking it. And he ain't slurring That's amazing. Yet. That's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> I, I was over here thinking, you mentioned Hugh Hefner. I was thinking, well, maybe he was just trying to make up for those poor monks that didn't get any women over there. <laughs> just trying to balance it out. Just trying to balance out. <laughs> he always wore a robe. The, the yin and the yang, he's just trying to balance it out.